Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 121. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with Jacob of the band Thornhill. Uh, If you guys aren't familiar with them, you definitely need to get familiar with them. Um, Had an awesome time talking with him. He's out on the road with the band, and, um, you know, they're at the time of us talking, they were up in Chicago and uh, being Australian boys and getting to have authentic, you know, Chicago deep dish and experience some of that sort of stuff. Uh, It was a a real treat for him, obviously. Uh, But. We talked about a ton of different things. Um, They've got a new record called Heroin coming out on June the 3rd, so just a couple days after this episode goes live. Uh, And that album is dropping via UNFD. Um, So be sure that you go over, pre-save it wherever possible. Uh, Be sure that you're streaming it when it launches. Um, And just generally, you know, show the band some love. Uh, We talked a lot about kind of... Finding the band's identity and uh, the persona that Jacob sees with Thornhill and the the image and portrayal that he wants uh, to be, or the persona that he wants to to have attached to the band. Um, We talked a lot about the album and and things of that nature and kind of the evolution of sound as well. Um, But all kinds of other shit too, because you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, we don't do the structured uh, set of questions, so wherever those answers may take us, whatever it may it, you know, kind of click in our minds, uh, we just go with it. So huge shout out to Jacob for taking the time to do this before a show, um, and yeah, let's just dive into this. This is my conversation with Jacob of Thornhill. Awesome, man. So uh, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question, and that's a simple introduction, man. Who are you? What do you do? And like, why are we having this conversation? Well, I am Jacob from Thornhill. I am the vocalist of said band. And we are having this discussion because we have a new album, Heroin, out June 3rd, baby. All right, man. No, and and like we were just talking, like, obviously, I want to get into some background stuff. But like we were just talking before the introduction. uh, So anyone that's listening to the episode wouldn't have heard this. But um, you know, I, I said, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't want you to think I'm trying to blow smoke up your ass or anything, but I think this is the best album you guys have put together. Um, you know, and I think that it, it shows that maturity that we were talking about just a second ago, where you guys have taken all this inspiration and what you've learned over the last few years in the industry and just been like, cool, here's what we can do with all that. And like, you've you've put it in this awesome package of like truly a showcase i don't know a better word for it like a showcase of this is who thornhill is thank you dude that's really lovely to hear i definitely think that that is a lot of like what we were going for it's it's very much like what did we learn what do we want more of you know especially coming back from our first european tour you know you play your own material every night for days and days and days and days you know that and it's funny now that i'm saying that because we're on a tour right now that was 35 shows and europe was only 17 um but um yeah you kind of you learn what you're missing what you're lacking what you want more of and what you like and essentially you know you write music for yourself 
And it's kind of like, what do we want to play? What do we want to sound like? What do we want to like attempt? What do we want to be now? And it obviously, like you said, with maturity, like not even just songwriting and musicianship maturity. It's like we matured as people. I mean, we were kids when we wrote Butterfly and The Dark Pool, you know, where a lot older now yeah unfortunately thanks to COVID right right well you know that's something I wanted to get into for sure is you know you guys were one of the bands like obviously everybody in the music industry was affected by by COVID but like you guys had put out this album you were fucking on this big upswing and like starting to really break out and then the world shut down how like demoralizing was that for you guys it was pretty bad. Like we had some massive shit planned. Um, you know, download was a big one for us. Like we were going to come home from Europe and do download and then do another big Australian tour and then go to America with um, August on like this massive tour. And it was, it was all planned and like planned out to be massive for us. And we were, yeah. you know, we were still like, I wouldn't say naive, but you know, like, Europe for us was more of a holiday than a tour because we'd never done it. It was so exciting. We were very over the moon about it all. Um, And then, yeah, it was just a massive hit in the face. Um, But in saying that, like, I try not to dwell on it like that. It's like everyone was in the same boat. You know, everyone's building back from the ground up. And if it wasn't for that, heroin wouldn't have, you know, existed. And I don't reckon I would have been happy with the album we wrote if we didn't have that time. And Ethan and I talk about that a lot. Like, who would we have been? What would we have liked? What would we have done? And I don't think it's what it would be now. And I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's a great perspective to have. And it it became a little easier, you know, after two years of lockdown. Like, it's becoming easier to look back and be like, you know, like, it did fucking suck. Like, everything yeah. sucked about fucking COVID. Sucked. Don't get us wrong. But looking back, it's like, okay, but it it made me take a a step back and pause and really be able to dive into, you know, your own personal headspace and figure out what you want to do. Who you are. Yeah. Individual. Yeah. I think that was a big one for even like the themes and the, the drive for that record. It was was a lot of individual growth that we both had to have first to even like become a group. So I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, again, COVID kind of fucked everything up as far as the recording process and writing process. What did that look yeah. like for you guys? I mean, obviously uh, you had to switch to fully digital, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. We recorded drums, um, okay. live, but we had to do it in our garage. <laughs> um, so like every, the thing is, I think, and this is what we say that people are going to hate about the record, just comparing it to TDP, of course, as they do. But um, the the actual recording process fits the vibe. Like the vibe is it's supposed to be very rough around the edges. It's supposed to be a bit of a DIY kind of rocky record. Like that's the point of it. And the, the fun thing about that was it was like we didn't record it to sound like that. We recorded it with those options because that's all we could do. It's like you either had a record or you didn't. And we were right. never going to do digital drums, like no chance. Um, okay. We think so much heart is in real drum playing and real like instruments and things like that. Like I recorded all the vocals in my bedroom um, <laughs> next to my bed just because that's all we could do. And Ethan tracked all the guitars and bass and 
Then we did drums in our garage and George did the best he could with all of that. And um, yeah, that's kind of, but that was the mood of the record. That's kind of what it's about. And I think that once people get past the, it's not a clean metalcore record, I think people will get it, hopefully. Yeah, but I think, you know, for me at least, you know, like I was telling you before, I've I've gotten to listen to it two full times through and I think I made it, you know, back to... Mm, around Archangel or Blue Velvet the the third time through. Um, and I'm a big stickler for this. I normally wait and ask this question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it right now. Go for how, it. how important is it to you to have listeners, at least for me, it's the first two times minimum, but like listen to this album front to back. Like how important is that for you? I believe that that is Thornhill's entire goal. Like that's everything we stand for. I think a really important part of music gets lost nowadays with how accessible things are and how easily, you know, forgotten and thrown out things are just because of how the internet works and how people kind of engulf things because they're so readily available. I think the whole importance of a band releasing a full body of work is lost. And that's what we're trying to bring back. That's what we're trying to showcase is like, we're an album band where we're trying to create an experience. We're trying to give you a front to back story, trying to put you in this atmosphere so that you can eat it up and it will make sense as a whole. And I think people don't put enough weight on that like they used to. And I think that's a lot of where like our vibe is with like the MTV kind of rock stuff is like when nineties rock was fucking massive, when it re- people really gave a shit and it was like, it wasn't mainstream, but it wasn't underground. It wasn't like it's niche. It was like, this is a big fucking deal. And you saw it because it was cool. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think it's really important for us that people listen to it front to back and really give it that time. Yeah, No. And I, I think for me, so the reason I say at least the first two times is the first time you listen to an album, it should be front to back. And that's kind of your surface level. Listen, just seeing, you know, like, what's hooking you like where where you're starting to to really vibe with it and then that second time is where you can dig into like the music itself like explore that soundscape and you know yeah kind of investigate the the sound that's coming out and then the third time for me is digging into the lyrics and like really okay so they did this badass riff but like that ties into these words so deeply and like it just shows how meticulous meticulous you guys are about like this is an experience like you said it's not just oh we wrote heavy shit and we're gonna put words over the top of it like all of this plays a factor in your song absolutely it's it's a really important thing i put a lot of weight on lyrics um and on this this time around it was different i wrote them very differently and i kind of wanted a lot of the storytelling to be shown through the way I sing it rather than what I write about because I genuinely think as a vocalist that's harder to do. I think it's very easy. Well, not very easy, but I think it's a different skill to be a good lyricist. Jesus, there a G here in that train? In Chicago. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's all good though. <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, it's its own skill to be a good lyricist, but I think it takes a whole nother level of being a vocalist to sell it as a vocalist. And it's something I never understood in TDP. And I definitely didn't understand it in Butterfly or anything previous. It was like, 
you sing these songs and you write lyrics because these, you know, I'm a lyricist. But now I'm, I'm like, no, I want to be a performer. Like I want it to mean more through the way that I sing it and kind of talk more in metaphors that I create. And that's where the whole idea of writing in script form came to me. And I kind of wrote it in like Shakespearean-esque ways and kind of made my own metaphors and my own explanations and things. So they don't all make sense, but I think they do when you think about the atmosphere you're in at that point. And you can kind of create your own characters and your own stories from that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, you know, that's that's a key factor. So like one of the things I've been doing music journalism for almost 19 years now. And so like I used to ask, you know, well, what does this song really mean? You know, like, but I got away from that because I don't want to take it away from anybody that makes a connection. And I think, yeah. you know, the the point that you're making there too is like, these metaphors obviously mean something specific to you, but like they're open for interpretation and the way that maybe I understood it isn't what you meant, but it still matters. That's what I think is lacking at the moment. I I appreciate that you do that in journalism too, because I get, I don't get sick of it per se, but I don't love, and I've told members of the band and our management and stuff like that. I don't love answering the questions of what does this song mean? Like, I don't like that. If you can't right. decipher what you think it means from the lyrics itself, then I don't think you're you're connecting with the song like some people do, you know? Like, and I, I see a lot of it when people complain, let's say, about the vocal volume or stuff like that. I like that because it means it's forcing people to read the lyrics and it means it's people actually have to spend time on us. You know, it's not just like a little listen. They know some of the basic chorus lyrics and that's done kind of thing. It's like, no, you have to go in depth and then we can sell you another way. You know, there's more to it than just surface listens. Like you say, it's like, if you really care for a band and you really enjoy music, then like go deeper, you know, because there is always deeper and you'll find it in yourself when you listen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the big reasons that I stopped asking that question was like, it dawned on me. I was talking to, um, Oh man, I think it was when I was talking to Bayside one, one time, but Mm. regardless, I'm, I'm talking to, to, you know, the lead singer of a band and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to see, you know, kind of your input on this song. This is what I took out of it. And he just laughed and he's like, yeah, I, I'm glad you got that, but that's not what that song's about. And like when he told me, like I didn't fully lose my connection to the song, but I'm like, man, am I fucking up other people's connections? You know, I don't want to yeah, pull yeah, yeah. somebody else out of like, you know, their and, illusion of like their love of it. Right. And, you know, especially with as impactful as a lot of songs can be, you know, I think you and I can both agree to that, that music plays such a, a powerful position in our lives right like we make all these connections and you know whether you're going through a bad breakup or whatever like i don't ever want to be the reason that somebody can't listen to a song anymore because like well i thought that song was about you know a shitty ex and so that's what my connection was but then i found out that it's not so yeah it does break the veil a bit yeah And, and that's you know it's not worth it and i think too for you guys like or for anyone on, you know, the performance side of the industry, like, 
there's a Dave uh, Grohl quote where he says, you know, one of the beautiful things about music is he can write a song that means one specific thing to him, but then he goes out and performs it and it means a million different things to a million different people. And like, that's just so fucking rad. Yeah. That's what I think of it too. Yeah. Uh, so diving into the record a little bit, like I said, we're not getting into like what specific topics anything's about, but I do think, you know, again, when people listen to this record, the front to back's important, you know, while it's not necessarily a concept album, the way that you guys pieced these and arranged these songs, there's such a beautiful flow to this album. Thank you, dude. Appreciate that. I mean, that was definitely, it kind of, we, we take a lot of pride in the way that we formulate the list of songs in how they're going to progress here and tell the story of the album. Mm -hmm. And like you say, it's not completely, obviously it's not a um, concept record, but in a way it is for sure. It's, it's basically just like a collection of stories, a collection of atmospheres, a collection of moods. And there, there was just like a lot of things to do with, you know, like, heartbreak and sadness i think has been done a lot and i for me personally it doesn't hold the same weight that it used to when i was younger as a songwriter and we both kind of looked at each other and we both talked about it a lot and we were like we should try and give moods you know that people aren't used to from us and things like that because like there's there is an entire umbrella of emotions in the word sadness you know what i mean there are so many ways people perceive one emotion and i think you know it's not just about crying your eyes out and feeling sad about something specific it's there's so many there's such a range and i think we just wanted to hit certain little niche angles of different feelings and movies and films and atmospheres that we haven't done and we don't think have been around very often so that it's kind of refreshing and it is refreshing for us as well yeah no i i totally agree and i think you know going back to like you said with with this album being at surface value being a little more rough in the recordings and stuff you know, I think for me, that was one of the things I enjoyed about it because not that, you know, a polished album is shit, but like there's so many polished albums out there. And then yeah. this got back to more of just like, even though I haven't seen you guys play it live or anything yet, you know, it's like, this is, this has kind of got that live feel because it's yeah, just raw. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was the plan with that is to feel like, you know, cause one day we want to do this, maybe the next record, if we can afford it, but we would love to do a record in a room together and record it like they used to, you know, like kind of yeah. like Arctic Monkeys used to do. And like, so that was definitely on our mind. Same with like the vocal production. Like there's barely any tuning on that entire record. Like I would say there's like 2%. It's just on the little parts because that's the point, you know, and people might get upset about that, et cetera. Um, but like, that's the vibe. It's supposed to be rough, supposed to be glammy. And a lot of attitude and just a lot of flair in all of these things. And I think that's what makes the record, the record. Yeah, no, I don't I, think I, it would have sold, you know, we wouldn't have sold that if it was clean. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think there's something about, you know, again, kind of the, the content of this album that lends itself to that style. You know, if you were writing 
Justin Bieber pop songs. Like, no, those need to be a fucking polished thing, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. With yeah. this, because of the emotion that you've, you've put into it. Like, I think it comes through really well that, you know, these are, are honest songs and you're being authentic with what you're talking about. Appreciate that. That's definitely what we're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, like you said earlier, like, obviously there's going to be critics, right? Like, Oh yeah. Especially in today's age, like, everybody's on the internet everybody can shit on anybody else because they feel like they never have any repercussions whatever um but you know i've i've talked to several bands where you know the negativity that exists on the internet especially when it comes to you know new music and changing sounds or whatever like cool come to a show and say it to my face and let's have an actual discussion about it because realistically you're probably just doing it to get a reaction yeah, that's true. I mean, like, it stung for Casanova, but I don't think we give a shit anymore. I mean, <laughs> as far as we're concerned, any press is good press. So, like, keep doing it if you want. Keep us in the feed. We don't care. Like, we're going to find an audience regardless if you don't like it. It's just, like, if if you don't give things a chance and you don't go into things with an open mind, you're never going to have any fun. And how do you expect the genre to ever evolve? I don't get it. Yeah, no, and I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I've said that same thing about you know I'm I'm 37 years old, so like I grew up with Newfound Glory just coming out, Simple Plan, you know, all these pop punk powerhouses, and then mm. people would shit on them like 10 years later, and they're like, it's not the the Newfound Glory I remember, and I'm like, no, because they're fucking old like us now, like yeah, yeah, they grew up, like let them live their life. Yeah, it's weird, but it is entertaining at least. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like you said, like, obviously, the, the initial impact of comments or whatever, it stings. And it's like, oh, shit, you know, we were really proud of that. But at the same time, like, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, right? Where it's, oh yeah, big time. you know, I, I was really proud of that. And I still am because of what it means to me. Like, that person just didn't connect with it the same way. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's even been funnier because on this tour alone, Casanova is the best live song. Like that's the one that gets everybody moving. So I reckon they're all full of shit anyway. Yeah. Come to a show, and, pussies. Yeah. It, and that's the thing, you know, like, again, I've been doing music journalism and, and press for almost two decades now. And like, I personally never take that stance, but I think a lot of times people know well, if I write a shit review about this, I'm going to get more views, I'm going to get more clicks, whatever. So it's mm. the, it's more of the shock factor, right? Like no, maybe yeah, they don't always. really hold that opinion. It's just yeah. I know that's going to drive traffic. Yeah, which is fine. I don't care. Like I don't really like read a lot of things just because like we don't make the music for people like that. We make the music for the people that are coming to the shows, and they're the ones that are going to be honest with you regardless. So like, it's fine. Yeah, no, I I t- totally agree, and I think you know something that I talk to a lot of artist about is um kind of like what you said you know we we make the music for our listeners and you know so many people get caught up on how many how many instagram followers do you have or whatever and it's yeah. like i get it that number matters in today's world kind of but honestly for me it's like how many kids are coming to your show because they're the ones I that think that's exactly i agree with that I've, I've seen that a lot where they're like yeah but they're bigger than you on instagram so yeah but 
how many people do they pull to a show? Can they headline this city? Can they? No, they can't. Then what the fuck are they build higher for? Right. And things like that. Like, it's just hierarchies, man. Who gives a shit about the internet? Honestly, as soon as this album's done, I might just get rid of it all. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, you know, if I didn't need it for what I do, there are definitely days that I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I know. I hate being glued to it, man. It's the worst. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, so, you know, again, diving into the album a little bit with the progression that you guys have made here. Um, how I guess how do you go about narrowing it down? Because obviously you didn't just start with with this set of songs how does it get narrowed down for you guys where you're putting all this music together and then going fuck we're allowed you know 12 slots what are we going to do um i don't think we ever kind of allow ourselves an amount of songs or anything like that if anything like we started with pretty much most of the record there we had some outliers that we wanted that just didn't make it i think we just kind of work stuff until it's done if we like where it's going, if you kind of, if we can't finish it or we can't see a way to finish it, it gets left until we can attempt it again. And if we attempt it again and we don't like it, then it's not meant to be kind of thing. There was a couple of tracks on this record that didn't make it that I think fucking bang. And I wish we had more time as usual, but um, that's not how it works. Um, but yeah, we don't really like, we never really narrow it down. We kind of just go with, the endorphins of the songwriting process it's like is this making me feel what i want to feel still yes all right let's keep working on it let's keep plugging it some come very easily like raw was overnight kind of thing and songs like heroin took us two years so (laughs) yeah you never know you just kind of follow it and hope you get to the end yeah no and that that totally makes sense you know i I just know, you know, a lot of artists are like, well, you know, we went in with 50 songs and then we just grabbed some, you know what I mean? Oh, like, dude, I hear that a lot. It's like, yeah, we had 20 songs to the record. We narrowed it down to 10. I'm like, I don't reckon we've even written 20 songs in our life. What the fuck are you right. talking about? <laughs> no, it, yeah, that, that's what blows my mind. Like maybe if it's been, you know, four or five years between your album cycle, but like if you're putting out, if you're taking the time you know, I think you can attest to this. If you're taking the time to write, you know, 20 songs worth of lyrics, then it's all important to you. Like you need to work that out. Yeah. Well, I always find in the process, it's very hard to write. Like it would be very hard to write a concept record, but it'd be very hard to write a story from front to back. Cause that's just, I, and I don't know if this is just us or not, but I, that's just not how songwriting works. Like we've never written a song from start to finish where I could just put vocals on it in a story it's always like oh here's an intro and a verse and it's like okay and then maybe you write the fucking end breakdown and then you're like oh cool i've got no middle part and then i wrote vocals from the end and the start but then there's no middle part and then it sits there for a year and then you finish it later it's like it's never worked like that realistically so i don't really know how people do it but also our songwriting is very fucking all over the shop we're very chaotic songwriting band so i i could be wrong yeah but i think that plays into you know the the live show that you guys are able to put in as well because there is so much chaotic energy that it's like you know it comes through on the album and then to see live like 
oh shit, like they're they're amping themselves up even more than the album was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're definitely trying to put the I, I really wanted to show the flair of the record live and I really wanted to change our look and real I I just don't think people put enough weight on that. Like I understand the the looks of like, you know, wearing band tees and hats and things like that. Like you do whatever you feel is comfortable and represents your band. Like that's cool. But for me, I would, I don't want that for us. Like I don't want to look like anyone else. I want kids to either freak out or like really understand what we're going for because I just, I want to be as pure Thornhill right now as we can be so that people are talking about it. Like I just think things like fashion and, you know, the set of moves and influences you have and, you know, your lighting choices and the way that you move and talk on stage. I think that's so important. And it, I think it's something that we really wanted to bring through in this record where it's like, you know, we were never a live band. We've always been pretty shit, but like we're starting to get better as we get older, as we do this more, obviously. And it's kind of like, we want to make this an experience. We want you to come in hear the record and see it how we're trying to show you sonically if that makes sense and that's kind of where we're at right now trying to build that as much as possible yeah absolutely and i think the the band that came to mind when you said you know like that you want to put on this this presence and this show every time is uh the main you know the the pop punk band like every album cycle they absolutely change what they're their stage design is what they're you know mm. what they're going to wear and like it, it's just it's awesome to see because it's like it's so well thought out you know like what you're talking about where okay we're touring on this album like what are the emotions that i want to portray like that yeah what do i want to convey to the audience exactly it's it's like a movie it's like a film it's like any creative outlet i think you got to take the full package seriously and it's something that I don't think we've ever done enough until now. And it's something I'm going to progress with from probably for the rest of the band's existence, because not only have I enjoyed it and seen, you know, people enjoy it, especially in America, actually. Americans have been fucking lovely. You Australians are very different to Americans, <laughs> but um, and Europeans are going to be even different, uh, more different. But like, um, it's it's cool hearing that it's, doing what we're you know what we sought out to do especially like getting the comments after shows being like i didn't get the singles but i get it after hearing it live and seeing you perform it like it makes sense i understand now and i'm like that's that's fucking sick like that's great that's what we were after you know if we can't sell you just from the image alone then i think we're doing our job live so it's cool to be able to kind of do all of the whole package because I think it's important, especially if you're trying to do a new sound. Yeah. And I think that speaks, you know, maybe more so to the level of success, right. Or a measure of success. Like obviously everybody wants to be a millionaire and we want millions of streams and Elon to buy Spotify so that they actually pay a reasonable amount and whatnot. But, (laughs) uh, you know, like, I, I think, you know, most musicians would agree, though, like all that stuff is really cool, but nothing compares to playing a live show and having people come up to you and be like, thank you for that. Like, this was this is what I needed out of that. 
I didn't, I didn't even think about it until this tour, to be honest. Like it wasn't something because like I like touring and performing, but I like the creative process a bit more. I think I like being in the studio and creating and doing music videos and things like that's more my thing, but it's been really cool to hear like that we're selling people and getting new listeners. The new listeners thing is the coolest part is because, you know, we've come to America and people don't know us on this tour and they're like, come up to us after and being like, I've never heard of you guys. I'm going to now kind of thing. Like that was insane. And that's something I didn't like Ethan and I've talked about. That's something we didn't know we needed. We didn't realize was a thing. And it was, it's such a good feeling. I think it's like one of the best feelings we've had on this tour. So that's been really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. You, you guys are releasing the album you guys are signed with UNFD, which is huge in Australia, you know, and I just don't think all of their bands have, have carried over to the U S as easily yet. And the, you know, I, I personally obviously am familiar with most of the label uh, reps as far as different artists on the label and whatnot. But I just think that, you know, it, it's one of those things where in your home country, it's really easy to be like, to kind of take that for granted because you're there, like it's easy to see it. But then when you come across to, you know, the UK or to the U S or whatever, and then for people to be like, Oh shit, like you're actually a thing. Like this isn't some bullshit headliner or opener or whatever. Like it, it just, it adds some validation to it. I think. It makes it worth it being on the other side of the fucking world with no money. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, but yeah, some... I feel like America is such a big place though. Like yeah. that's so many bands would struggle here, even if they're from America. It's just yeah. so oversaturated of everything. So I, would be very surprised if we could break into America too, but we're trying. Hey, I, I think you're on the right path. And I think, you know, the thing is like, I guess for me anyway, I grew up a, a punk pop punk kid, hardcore, and then got into metalcore obviously years later. Um, and so like for me, it's a, genre for what i see in the the journalist side i should say it's a genre that is becoming much more prevalent it's just take for whatever reason it's such a slow fucking burn in the metal scene yeah wait what what is a slow burn in the metal like scene? sorry that train took it over <laughs> no you're, you're totally fine the just like the metal scenes uh exposure is like a slow burn oh, right? for yeah. whatever reason yeah, yeah. Nobody just immediately blows up in metal. Like it's, I just think it's because it lost its flair. Like I think the bands that are doing it in their own way are the bands that are blowing up quick. Like Sleep Token, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of they're doing Sleep Token. You know what I mean? Like no one looks like them, and yeah. I think that people are starting to appreciate that again. Like especially, and this is something that Ethan and I talk about. Nineties is coming back. We think. Um, in a big way especially you know things in pop culture like the batman and like nirvana and like dark aesthetic stuff and just like things like that and that's you know that's where our album kind of come from that's what we use as inspiration things like smashing pumpkins and like really old school 90s shit and 90s teen movies and things like that like that's 
a lot of the heart of the record. And I think like, I think people are coming to that conclusion. And I think people want more from bands now, I hope. And I think, you know, it's just about making metal cool, you know, like, and I just think, and doing it in a way that people haven't seen for a long time, at least. And I think that's where it's going to come back into being popular, hopefully. But I totally get you. It is a slow burn. It's hard. It's very hard yeah. to um, break out. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I think, you know, with like what you were just talking about with like the intentionality that you're putting into, you know, the way you guys are dressing and stuff like that, like the more it can be a true show versus because I, I think, you know, punk and pop punk it's a little bit different because that's just what you expect but like i think some of the the genres that fell off like to your point is because these bands came out and it's like it just looks like you know four or five dudes up on stage playing a you know what i mean like it there was no yeah, excitement yeah. to it it's like okay cool, yeah. you're playing a show like whatever no mistake to it yeah and there there was no like persona and now like yeah, with what you guys are doing the persona is coming out and you know like motionless and white like they've been starting to blow up again it's like yeah this this mystique and this persona and this showmanship is really where it's building up that's what i'm trying to do a lot especially with the boys because i said to them you know i this is the angle i'm going with this is who i'm going to be this is my persona this is the way i'm going to handle this record i want you boys to keep up with me because I don't want this to be Frontman and Thornhill. I want this to be, here's five members that you're going to remember. Like you're going to know who everyone is because everyone's different. And, but we're still uniform. We're still like, cause I just think like, it's cool. You know, like a, a band that we, I wouldn't say that we look up to per se, but they're a band that we look at as inspiration for things that we're trying to do. Like bring me the horizon, mm-hmm. you know, like really giving yourself that, that character and that flair that he has brought to heavy music, I think is super important. And I'm not going to follow his footsteps with that. Like I'm obviously going to do my own thing. Uh, but the the band have been super receptive to that and are willing, you know, to do the makeup thing to let me dress him sometimes. And Ethan's like, he he's such a good makeup artist on himself. It's insane. He's been doing everyone's makeup on tour um and we're just kind of finding our feet with who we're going to be and kind of show people what you can be if you just yeah. like i don't know just don't give a shit like that's rock isn't that what the whole point of rock music was is that you yeah. don't give a shit like anti-establishment and just that's, that's the thing. it's like who, who gives a fuck like you go up there you play your music and you give it your everything in the way that you want it and people are either going to like it or hate it and who cares like you're going to know either way and i think that's kind of where you lose a lot of the persona is if you get too in your head about things like that yeah for sure and i think you know another uh really good example of that would be slipknot right like obviously everybody knows who's under the different masks now but like Corey taylor and the guys are just like you know what fuck it this is who we are like we're going to put on masks we're going to be in these costumes like and not so far over the top, like fucking guar, but like, you know, we're putting on this persona because that's what this music means. That's what we means. think it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what it means to us. 
a hundred percent. I think that that is that I think that's what's holding a lot of our genre back right now is the lack of that as well. But I think there are a lot of up and coming bands who are fucking bringing some heat. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. No. And hopefully that that's you guys, you know, like, like I was saying at the beginning, I think, you know, this is this album, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for people to hear it when it drops on June 3rd, like this album, if they've heard even one song of yours before it, this is a totally, I don't want to say a totally new sound because it's, it's still Thornhill, right? But like, it is yeah, such so. a, a showcase of like, look at what we're fucking capable of and now watch us move forward. Like there's so much to expand on. I think that that's kind of the vibe we're putting out. I think we're pretty confident now with what we're doing and who we want to be and stuff, especially for the, you know, the record after this one. It's kind of now we're sitting in the van, you know, we've had this album for ages and Ethan and I look at each other going, okay, this is what I'm thinking for the next one. You know, like things like that's already getting exciting. So I am very excited to see what people think of this one, like it or hate it. Like I'm just, it's been really fun doing interviews with people that have heard it because, you know, I'm, I've run out of close friends to show. <laughs> so I, I want to know what people think because it's been fucking like six months for us. But what was your favorite song? Um, I'm thinking that my favorite is probably, oh man, um, Casanova is probably top three for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say, I don't know, man, either Leather Wings or Something Terrible Came With The Rain. True. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think leather. I think people will like leather too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't even know. I couldn't tell you why either of them are up there, but like again, you know, sitting in my normal office day job bullshit and having music on, like those were the two that I definitely caught myself like not working anymore and just like vibing to the music and just sure, you know, really that's paying cool. attention. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it and again, you know, like not that it's background noise for me. I just I have to, you know, do my day job, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, but no, I think, you know, it, it definitely was just that that hook, you know, and it was something easy to put on because obviously the team got it to me. Um, so it's something easy to put on and go, you know, this is a relatively new experience because I had heard the singles, obviously. But like before that, man, I think I've only only really at that point listened to maybe three or four songs previously. It's probably why you liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and maybe it is. Um, I mean, obviously like since then I've went back and like listened to the whole disc, your whole catalog, but (laughs) I'm not though, man. Like I think there's, there's definitely like diamonds in the rough and maybe it's because I'm, you know, 37 and, and have seen, so much random shit come out uh but i i definitely think you know there's just like there's so much opportunity with this album because i think not that you weren't pointed in the right direction before i don't know this is going to sound maybe a little bit asshole-ish but i think you'll probably agree with it uh i don't think you guys knew what direction you wanted to go in previously with nah, PDP and, and Butterfly, like it was, we know we want to make metal music, but like you hadn't really figured out 
what direction in there you wanted to go. Whereas I don't I even feel think like, we've ever known, <laughs> but, to be honest. I was going to say, to me, it seems like with heroin, that direction's kind of, okay, we've got our eyes set in the right direction and this is where we want to go because yeah. there's so much more you guys have grown so much musically and the soundscape of each song is you're pushing boundaries that I don't think you were touching previously. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so that is basically everything I've got for you on this episode, but a couple of things I, I, I always like to end with kind of the fun questions and, you know, with you guys being pretty new to the States uh, you know, you told me you had some Chicago deep dish pizza, uh, earlier today, but what's kind of been the the key tour food for you guys on this this run? Uh, fucking salad, except your country doesn't have them. Jesus, <laughs> the amount of sugar and everything is insane. <laughs> I'm dying. My stomach is dying. I reckon my girlfriend's gonna dump me when I get home. I'm that fat. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but no, it's it's been. Uh, what have we been having? We go to a lot of coffee shops. Cage and Ethan are big coffee fans and I love tea. So us three are always looking for coffee spots and, you know, little bagels and donuts and things like that obviously come up a lot. Tim Hortons has been a big one. Bucky's has been a big one in Texas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So just like about, there's also things we wanted to try, like the Chicago deep dish. We wanted to try like proper New York slice and stuff like that. Um, So we've just been trying like all the, major fucking american food groups yeah no and a it's hilarious to me that you you brought up the sugar because that's everybody's you know anybody that comes from outside the country they're like how the fuck do you guys live like it's insane like a large drink for us is like three meat or three larges for you guys it seems like dude yeah and mcdonald's your large chips no no so your medium chips is our large chips yeah, for sure. Like yeah. absolutely, your large drink. I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> it's yeah, like jumbo. Yeah, we don't we don't fuck around with portion sizes here, man. Dude, it's insane. Uh, <laughs> I ask for a water, and they look at me weird. I'm like, I don't want a fucking soft drink. Yeah. Give me a water, and they go, water, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm but, an in and out, but like, come on. Well, and then it's funny because a lot of times they have to specify too. Like, what well, do you want? Like a bottle of water, or like you want a bottle a of cup water, for or water? You want a cup? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything that has water in it. What is all of you people? <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. The other thing that you said that made me like chuckle because there's a love hate relationship. It seems like with Bucky's, like no, Bucky's <laughs> is a gas station, but it's a fucking store. <laughs> Oh, dude, that place. Why is everything you guys got like half Costco, half something else? Like everything is just a fucking warehouse and it's got everything you need in it. It's insane. Nah, Ethan Ethan doesn't like Bucky's anymore because it made his tummy hurt in a bad way. But I, I'm still on board with Bucky's kind of slaps. Kind of hits no, And that's how I am. Like, unfortunately, with where I live, I'm in Indiana. Um, we don't really have any Bucky's, but, um, I, you know, I've been to a few and I'm just like, I, I don't know why there's so much shit at a gas station, truck stop, whatever you want to call it. But like, it's a full fucking grocery store oh, that is, happens man. to sell gas. And like a deli and yeah. like a restaurant. Oh my God. It's got everything yeah. you need. There, there's fucking Lost clothes in, the in there. Yeah, there is clothes. I've got a very funny picture of Ethan in a Bucky onesie. 
Nice. Pretty sure it's seen Instagram. It's not nice. actually that good. <laughs> don't recommend it. No, it, well, you know, I don't even know. I've never done the research on Bucky's, you know, not to make this episode about them, but like, I don't get how they got as popular as they got, but it is what it is. And, you know, I'm in the same camp as you. Like, I still fuck with it because there's nothing. If I need something and there's a Bucky's, they're probably going to have what I need. That's facts. I haven't been hurt by Bucky's enough to not like it yet. So I'm still on board. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so then the, the last question before I give you time to, you know, tell fans all the, the fun stuff, um, is going to be the music question. And that's as you guys are, are breaking out in the, the industry, especially now, you know, like we were talking about who is kind of the eyes on the prize. We want to do some sort of collaboration, you know, whether it's guest vocals or whatever, like, who would you guys want to work with? Ooh, to be honest, probably no one. Like, it's <laughs> collaboration isn't really our thing. It's not really something we've ever been too hot on. Like, I think it's cool that people do it. It's probably not our thing. But I can tell you some up-and-comers that I want to come to America and fucking kick off. My favorite bands at the moment are Holding Absence because we're touring with them and they are lovely mm-hmm. and they are going to be back here soon. So I'm hoping that they pop off and I hope they pop up in Australia too. Um, our best friends from Australia, Bloom, I would love for them to fucking pop off because they're the sweetest bunch of dudes I've ever met and I really hope they get a chance out here um, because they're just like really going for that counterparty sound and I think counterparts do pretty well out here so i would love for those yeah, guys to yeah to do that sort of thing void division probably even though they're little shit bags um <laughs> they're coming up soon that would actually they'll be in america soon um so we'll see how they go but um as far as collaborations maybe one day if it was anyone it would be someone fucked up like gwen stefani or something radiohead hey, someone you know. unattainable <laughs> well see you say that but then you know, we talked on Bring Me the Horizon briefly, and they fucking had Amy Lee from Evanescence on a song. So, well, if we get to Bring happen. Me Size, I'll talk to you again about this. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome, man. So, uh, to kind of wrap up, I'm obviously going to link all your socials and everything, but where can thanks, people thanks, find man. you guys? Like, what, what to expect online, and what's the best way to interact with you? Well, the best way to interact with us is probably not Twitter because everybody is mean to everyone, but it's funny. So we're going to keep doing it. Um, yeah, we're on Instagram. I think it's Thornhill Melb. We're on Facebook. We're on, uh, I think we're on TikTok. I don't think we do anything on TikTok. We're too old for that shit. We don't know how to use it. Um, and I'll plug. Yeah, we got the album coming out June 3rd. We've got a single coming out very soon i don't know when this is going to air so i'm not going to say anything that can get me beat up by our managers um, but i'm um, going to say that you're going to be safe this is actually going to go live uh june thir- uh, 1st so right before the album oh, drops yeah. well raw's coming out with a video so awesome. y'all will see that um and then what will we be doing we'll be coming back to america very soon after this what else are we doing? We're doing a bunch of shit. I said we're very, very busy. I think we're going to tour this album to the ground now that we can't do the Dark Pool. So excited to be on that. Ready yeah. to go. 
Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, I think for me, like hearing through this conversation, the, the excitement you have about the record and, you know, just how, how much it truly means to you is super refreshing. Like not that, you know, I get a bunch of people that are like inauthentic or whatever, but like, I think so often people just get in the, the trap, I guess, of, well, you know, it's a new record. We're just doing everything we can. Whereas like you still sound very excited about the work that you're putting out. Oh yeah. We, we worked so hard on it. And I think we always have an emotional attachment to the process that carries through all of it. You know, like, I think it's important to live and breathe the, you know, the angle and the music and all of it, because like, otherwise you're not going to stand by it and you're going to back out. And that's probably one of the worst things you can do in life, let alone in the creative industry. So yeah, we believe in ourselves hundred percent and we're very excited to show people what it means now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Again, I appreciate your time. I uh, hope you guys have a good show tonight. Unfortunately, I won't be able to see you guys on this trip through the America. Yeah, what's up with that? What are you doing? Well, see, here's what Where happened. All right, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be very honest about it, yeah, I didn't honest. get told that you guys were going to be around because Chicago is only a three and a half hour drive. I could have taken today off and been there, but I wasn't told that's, about that's, it in time. That's so, cool, man. what's going on? could have had this in real life this interview which would be my first one since you know the covid years it would have been my first one in real life so or you know in person um but no so yeah i'll I'll get with uh tim and the team over at at adam splitters who uh i was working with so i'll get with them and be like fuck you i need to be on the next tour like let's figure this out (laughs) love it so yeah. Awesome, man. Again, you know, obviously be safe and all that with, with the travels and everything, but I'm really excited yes. for this album and, and Thank definitely you, want to catch you on the next trip through. Facts. Very keen. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, go, go get some vocal rest before the show and, uh, you know, enjoy your time, man. Thank you very much, man. I'll hope to see you in the next one. Yeah, absolutely. See you, brother. See ya. Peace. Peace. And that was my conversation with Jacob of the band Thornhill. Uh, You know, I say it every time. I think, you know, these guys are flying under the radar currently. I think that there's, um, you know, a little more attention being paid to them as time progresses and as they put out more and more stuff. But, you know, it could just be the, you know the foreign band, if you will, you know, since they're from Australia, that maybe they're just not getting the exposure in the U.S. um, entirely because we're such a saturated market. But these guys are producing what I think is some of the best work that's out there right now. Um, And I definitely think that everyone owes it to themselves uh, to at least take a listen Check out this album, see what you think, um, dig into their their discography a little bit. You know, there's not a ton of back catalog, but there's enough to like really get a sense of who they are and kind of what their their progression is and, you know, things like that. Um, and yeah, you know, as always, I'm going to link all the socials 
but go over, follow them on social media, leave a comment on the Instagram post specifically for, for us. Uh, that's where I'm most active. So leave a comment. Let us know if you checked it out. Uh, let us know what you think of it, things like that. Um, and yeah, you know, that's basically everything I've got for you guys on this episode. A lot of really cool stuff uh, coming up very, very soon. A um, lot of cool interviews. Uh, you know, concert season is in swing again. So there's more shows being shot and things like that where, you know, I'm going to have a ton of, of photography for you as well. And yeah, just come along on the journey. Uh, some of you have been, you know, with us for a long time and we really appreciate that. But um, be sure you share all this stuff with your friends and you never know who may find a band that they didn't know that they were going to like, but they found it because of you. So that's everything, guys. Be sure to go over, check out the shop, youmakethescene.com slash shop. New merch designs are going up very, very soon. A couple new items are going up um, or have gone up. Uh, so be sure you check those out as well. And as always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.